The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your life going? Could you use some improvement somewhere? Typically, we could all use a little push, guidance, and transformation. Welcome to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. In this enlightening hour, you'll hear from experts to help you get to that next level. Are you ready to have some fun and get motivated? Here is your host, Dr. Faith Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with me, your host, Dr. Faith. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. I hope your day is off to a fantastic start because mine certainly is. Not only is it a great day here in New York City, I am sitting with uh, one of the most famous psychologists in the country, known as America's psychologist, Dr. Jeff Gardier. And I'm excited to host this conversation with him today. We're going to be talking about this whole uh, matter around role mates versus soul mates and those that need to stay in the friend zone. And I think he is just the person to share insight because uh, his resume, his experience is just unparalleled. And I I gather, you know, last week we were talking about Mars Venus. And I think if one has not necessarily heard uh, heard of Dr. Gardier, they actually may have been on a different planet because he has absolutely been on every media outlet there is. But I'll give you an official introduction. Dr. Jeff Gardier, thank you so much for being with us. It, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and you have me laughing and you have me smiling. Uh, and, and I'll accept uh, the uh, accolades, but, you know, I mean, it's like it's he, all, he, he ain't all that, oh, folks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he earned every one of them. So he is a New York native, born right here in Manhattan, raised in Brooklyn. Um, He received his master's degree from Columbia University, a master's and PhD in philosophy and clinical psychology from Georgetown University. Dr. Gardier is board certified clinical psychologist and get this, assistant professor and course director of behavioral medicine, cultural competence and behavior and public health. At Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York City. Yeah, well, I teach a lot of classes here. Yeah. Because I love being active, I love working, and I am West Indian, and I have 15 jobs, so I'm not used to uh, taking a break. I love, I teach more than probably anyone else, you know, at the medical school, and I hope none of them are listening right now as I (laughs) bragged about that. And all of us get the rewards of that, of you working so hard. Dr. Gardier also runs, if you can believe this, among the million and one things that he already does a successful private practice mm-hmm. where he sees mm-hmm. families individuals and couples which I is do. you know will inform our conversation today we're really excited about that serves as an expert witness in the legal arena on a lot of different cases working in the areas of police brutality malpractice wrongful death and other civil cases yeah high yeah. profile cases I didn't realize I do Listen, so much stuff I'm telling you if you've not heard of Dr. Gardier I don't know where you've been a prolific author of several research, scientific journals, and magazine articles, four books. Yeah. And a new one to which you've contributed, uh, The Causes of Autism. Yes, yes. A very important book, uh, especially versus some of the books that have been the light affair mm-hmm. uh, in the years past, the parenting books, relationship books. But I thought that book was something that really needed to be out there, and I was glad to contribute to a lot of the psychological issues uh, that the parents actually um, uh, deal with. Uh, with regard to getting their extraordinary children uh, through the different um, aspects of autism Mm -hmm. and really putting that message out there that our children with with autism are not only extraordinary, they they really are just incredible Incredible. individuals. Mm -hmm. And for some, 
um, they are absolute geniuses, you know, and I think we're seeing more of these very different types of autism and we have some very successful people, you know, in the scientific field who uh, have some level of autism. So it's just fascinating stuff. It is. It is. And before we end the show today, we'd like for you to talk to all of us about how we can access the book. Okay. How we can get it. Absolutely. And in addition to all of the million and one things that he's doing, he's also you know, a respected academician, well-known media personality. You've perhaps seen him on all of these outlets. Salon.com. Fox News. MSNBC, Fair and CNN, <laughs> WPIX, WCBS, WABC, WNYW, and he's a host of VH1's Dad Camp. Yeah, I was the host. Uh-huh. Uh, that show actually lasted uh, one season. Okay. Uh, we had incredible numbers on that show. I'm sure you had a lot yeah, to do with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had incredible numbers. We had about 15 people who yes. watched. Yes. Thus, yes. we uh, lasted one season. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, your street cred did not suffer at all because True. the Housewives of Atlanta and I Dream of Nini on Bravo, Love and Hip Hop New York on VH1, the, se- uh, the season he's, this season, I think, Housewives of Potomac on Housewives Bravo. Housewives of Potomac, several, uh, yes. that's a hot show, by the way. <laughs> it's hot. I believe that. <laughs> oh, it's a hot show. I was glad to be on that one. I'll be on several episodes uh will be broadcasted on that one, yes. Okay, very good. And you, we could just find you all. Yeah, and I do anywhere. For My Man on TV One right now, uh, Celebrity Damage Control. They got away with it. Uh, that was based on my uh, my former uh, marriage. Um, the Reels Channel. I do, <laughs> but I'm bump. I do a lot of stuff there. And I'm also working on Paternity Court. Yes. And uh, Couples Court, uh, both uh, brand new syndicated, shows. brand new shows. Uh, paternity Court with uh, Judge Lauren Lake who's uh, an amazing person and who you really need to have on this show at some point. Well, fantastic. Yeah. I hope she's listening. Is she? Uh, well, everyone, everyone's listening. Yes, because you're on today. Yes. And, and you have just a requisite experience to just help us out with this, you know, this whole matter around role mates, soulmates, and who needs to stay in the friend zone. Okay, let's so, talk about particularly it. particularly given all of your work with families, individuals, couples, I'm sure you've heard a lot of stories. You've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. I have. Let's talk a little bit about how one chooses a mate. There's a lot to be said around nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. What we see, what we model, informs our lenses of a prototype of a partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What say you? What really informs how we select? Well, I, I think we have to look at the different phases of life that okay. we go through. Uh, when we're in our 20s and 30s, um, I think we're using the lens of looking at more of the physicality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're looking at uh, whether this person is attractive to us, right. uh, what the sex appeal happens to be, what's more of the surface stuff. And what ends up happening is sometimes we have some hits uh, and a lot of times we have misses. A lot of times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get together with the person. It may be hot and heavy. Yes. Uh, and then it just kind of dissipates because if there's nothing beyond the uh, just the physicality or the physical relationship uh, and there's not a real friendship there, uh, then you're left with nothing. And I think as we start going into middle age and we start getting uh, more mature, notice I didn't say older, so yes. I don't mind being old. I'm older than dirt, quite honestly. Um, then not we, even. Yeah, well, we start <laughs> close to it. Uh, we start looking at... Um, who is this person? Sure. You know, we start concentrating on friendship, which is where it really should start. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this someone that I can talk to? Is this someone right. who I can grow with? Um, and then we start looking at, well, let's see, what does this person bring to the table? Sure. You know, is this someone who I'm going to have to take care of financially for the rest of my life? Uh, or as we say in the Bronx, is this someone who's going to pimp us all the time, right? Uh, or is this someone who's going to bring something to this relationship where together we can grow an emotional and financial empire? 
Uh, And it really is about how does one plus one make three, not just two. And so, you know, just to just to get to the point, I I think the way that we really need to choose our mates is on many different levels. Mm -hmm. Certainly, sure, you you want to look at the physical aspect of that. But as we get older, that starts to lessen that that frame is not as important as to who is this person? What is their heart? Are they a nice person? Are they a go getter? Is this the type of we look more at personality types more than anything else? And I'm I'm really you could feel the passion in in my talking about this because I really believe in that. And and I'm with you. I'm totally on board with you. Let's peel this onion. Let's let's pull these layers back a bit. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's start in our mid-20s and 30s. Let's start at that stage. Mm-hmm. When uh, we're in college, of course, we're per, you know perusing uh, the, the, the pond, if you will, to see who's out there. And oftentimes, beyond the physical, something more primitive is at work. Mm-hmm. In terms of sure. oper- we operate from our lower brain 98% of the time, and all of that has to do with the habits we've cultivated over time, the lenses we've seen through over time, what was modeled in our home. Does he look like my father, act like my father? Does she look like my mom, act like my mom? Will she take care of me? So we're looking at these things. They're actually in our subconscious, but we're looking at perhaps how this person may or may not take care of us in a sense. You know, I'm going to go to my girlfriend's because, you know, she makes burgers every Friday night Mm -hmm. and we can hang out Mm -hmm. and I don't have anything Mm -hmm. to worry about. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pick it up from the restaurant. You know, she's going to make them because mom reminds him somewhat of what mom used to do on a Friday night. So I'm wondering if early on before we mature, if perhaps we're picking up cues from our childhood, from you know things we've seen modeled in our homes, I, I I would agree with you one million percent. The answer is yes. I think a lot of that is going on. Um, I think it is purely unconscious. I don't think anyone goes out there and says, especially from from maybe the male point of view, where they say if they're in a heterosexual relationship, where they say. I'm dating this woman because she reminds me of my right, mom, right, you know, right. because if that is a conscious thought, what, well, they also say, ooh, right? right? Exactly, exactly. Um, but certainly from a subconscious point of view. Now, for young women involved in a heterosexual relationship, I would say, yes, perhaps there may be more of a pre-conscious thought of, you know, this young this young man reminds me of my dad. You know, he is strong like my right. dad or takes care of me like my dad or kind like my dad. Sure. And I, and I think that that shows, again, the superiority of women to men in every way anyway, and that they're able to be more in touch with those sorts of things. And so, yeah, I think that is, you know, all of those things, you know, are definitely at play, not just in heterosexual relationships, by the way, I was just using that as an example, but in all relationships, you know, how does it, with a same sex uh, uh, relationship, how does this person remind me of my mother or my father or the person who played the mother or the father role in my particular uh, relationship growing up? And and therein, that's that's why we're here today. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, my mother's role or my father's role. So mm-hmm. we're then looking at role mates. Right? Yes. What role each gender plays in the relationship. These are perhaps more prevalent in the in the lenses of the 1950s. We're talking about 50s dating yeah. you know, or the 20th yeah. century dating yeah. when perhaps young ladies were groomed to go out to college, you know, the best colleges, best universities to look for this debonair uh, gentleman that would perhaps take care of them. Mm-hmm. And the uh, underlying theme was providership. So we're going to look for, I think, from a female's perspective, someone who provides well from a male perspective, someone who can, who will keep a good home, who can rear, you know, my children and speak well of me in front of my boss. And, you know, yeah, and and, and yes, I agree. All of those things are at play. And I think this is where um, it's a little upsetting to the male ego. Mm-hmm. Because we definitely want to raise our daughters 
uh, to not have to depend on anyone uh, or depend on a man in this particular case to help them in order to achieve a, a life of success and purpose. And I think with young men, for the most part, uh, they're starting to catch up with that, that young women are not really about that. Right. Uh, but I think for some of them, it's a shock. I think for others, it causes some real relationship dysfunctions where they can't figure out who young women are. Um, and that these are women of purpose and that they want to do their own thing as sure. they should and have their own successes. And they're not going to rely on a man or a partner to take them where they need to go. They're, they're going to do that on their own. Right, right. And that, co that causes some real agita for some it of does. these guys out here who it are does. like, oh, she's, uh, I need a nice defenseless person who I can take care Hey, you know, you're, you're going to be in trouble because right. she's going to kick your butt. Right. So let's talk about that because, again, the 20th century versus 21st century, that woman has changed. She has evolved. Thank and goodness. that woman, absolutely. And that woman is strong. She's a go-getter. She now needs more emotional support more so than providership. So mm -hmm. when we have the agenda now that mm -hmm. presents in relationships as a consequence or as a result of a woman going out and fending up for herself – Oftentimes, or generally speaking, men want to feel needed. Mm -hmm. So how then do we uh, invite that into the relationship for make sure that he still feels needed, that he's loved, he's wanted, but not so much for providership? Can I trust you to take care of my feelings? Well, here, 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 here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you know, now putting more responsibility on women to compensate for men. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that a lot. Uh, and it's not a criticism of you at all. It, again, speaks to what I've always said and I firmly believe that women are superior to men in many, many ways mm -hmm. because they have to carry all of these different roles. And for the guys who are listening, I don't care if you're upset. I know where, <laughs> you know, where I put my eggs, what basket <laughs> that's in, okay? Listen um, up, guys. Listen all right? up. And so I think what we tend to see is if we can give this advice to young women is how you allow allow sure, sure. the man to feel that he's needed is to help him define a role of being a shoulder, yes. of being a good ear, of being supportive, of being that person who will assist his mate in being able to realize not just a potential, but to also make sure that when someone tries to put her down or tries to set up that glass ceiling that he says that it is wrong yes. and I will fight with you yes. for you to get all of the equal rights that you are due and that you are deserve and I will not be as a man part of that power structure mm. that makes a woman a second or third class citizen. That's huge. That is huge. We went straight for the ego. Mm -hmm. Straight exactly. for the ego. Exactly. But this is also this also helps men in their emotional IQ. Sure. Because many men complain that, you know, oh, these women, I can't understand them or, you know, I just can't seem to find the right woman or what have you. It ain't that hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you respect, if you honor, and in my respect, case, if you honor. obey, <laughs> then you will do great sure. in relationships because it really is about just being on the same page and understanding that we do have a society that does oppress people of color. It oppresses people of different cultures and religions. It oppresses women. And that the best thing we can do is to not just look the other way or just say, okay, well, this is your issue. You work through it. Right. But to also champion and to fight for everyone because the bottom line is until we are all free, none of us can be free. None of us are free. And there's a lot to be said for when we go out and we fight every day and then we come home and we have to fight the ego at home it's okay as long as we are standing tall in corporate spaces on the ivory towers mm -hmm. but young lady when you come in here you need to find your place 
and your place is and it, you know so it would be fantastic for men and women partners husband and wives um, to get on the same sheet of music yes where she absolutely. feels supported she absolutely. feels that support from home first because oftentimes women who do not have that type of support at home will actually leave the house and actually are flying with clip wings it causes a lot of issues Mm -hmm. when that person at home does not get the support. Mm -hmm. Here we're talking about women not getting the support, but it can also be when men don't get the support or the same, you know, sex partner doesn't get the support. Support, reinforcement, listening, understanding, romance, Romance. love, all of those things. This is a hard job. But it someone's is. got to do the job. Someone. And it's great work if yes. you can get it, it right? It is. It can be and a lot so of fun. And so if we're not giving those things at home, fortifying that power base at home, then you're going to have a damaged relationship and it makes it vulnerable to a woman not only having clipped wings, but for her being unhappy, for you as the man in this particular case being unhappy and unhappiness in relationships can really hurt, hurt and compromise and put us in very difficult situations. Difficult situations. You know what? We've been gone on, going on and on. This is so good. We're going to have to break to commercial. You guys hang in there gotcha. with us. Stick with us. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Last segment, Dr. Gardier with so good. Oh my god. Oh, goodness. come on, Dr. Faith. It's Dr. Fantastic. Jeff to you, okay? Thank you very much. Dr. Gardier. Thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, we were like about to go over, so thank you so much. So just to kind of pick up where we left off, we were talking about support for for both mm-hmm. sexes or, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're in a heterosexual relationship or not, same-sex relationships, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that support is huge. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about how, if you would, give men a little advice on how to be more attentive, how to be a bit Mm. more supportive, how to listen. Men go out to work every day, Yeah. work hard, come home. We want to talk. Women want to talk. And men are like, "Mm, can I just like have some downtime? Right. Can I have a frozen pizza and a martini? Absolutely. Right. And it should be okay for whatever time period that is. Effective communication will, you know, will lend itself to saying, sure, this, can I have the first 30 minutes? 
an hour just to myself and then we come together. But if we don't effectively communicate, then one will not know that one kind of needs a break in the action before nose diving into conversation. So can you give us some pointers as to how we can get on the same sheet of music? I like it. Wait, wait, wait. Well, you and I are on the same uh, yes, sheet of music. Now, Absolutely. I just need to learn to dance to the rhythm, right? But so, yes, I think it is important. Let's start with this. It's important for um, the person who is at home first, you know, and in this case, you're talking about, you know, wife yes. is at home. All okay. right. So we'll use okay. that as an example. Okay. Sometimes it's the husband or the partner who's at home. Okay. Don't want to get into any stereotypical right. You know, situation, but right. specifically to your question, first thing that you can do when he walks through the door, give him that hug, give him that kiss, but let him have that 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Let him go hang out with his girlfriend for yes. a little while, Rachel yes. Maddow yes. on uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> MSNBC. That's my girlfriend. Listen up, Rachel. Okay, all right. right. I got to spend a little time with Rachel. Rachel, are you there? Tell <laughs> me what's going on in the world. Would Send you break it down? What a storyteller she is. And so, you know, after, you know, having that little downtime, then I believe it truly is, mm-hmm. you know, the husband's um, task, duty, uh, pleasure, mm-hmm. pleasure to now sit down and talk about what has the day been like for you, dear? How was your day at work or your day at home? And the thing with men is the way that we're built and the way that we're socialized is that when there's a, a, a problem or something is going on, an issue, Men want to solve it, mm-hmm. right? Right, right? They want to solve it. They don't want to hear all that talk, as right. you talked about. Right. All right, let's get, okay, well, let's hire this person. Let's do that. And men, I'm talking to you directly. It's great that you can solve or you think you're solving problems, but you, but women are feeling emotion uh, individuals, which is what makes yes. them so strong yes. because they're in touch with their emotions and they understand the power of catharsis and communication and talking. So listen to what they have to say. Try to solve the problems less and just listen more and give them, you know, this supportive environment of just saying, yes, tell me more, tell me more, did he put up a fight? You know, so just, you know, just listen, listen, and then you can get into the problem solving. So give the time and be patient for heaven's sake. So initially the job description is very easy. Just listen. Just listen. It can be that simple. Don't worry about doing. Just listen. Right, right. And sit there. Let me know you're you're paying attention. Just look at me. Exactly. Exactly. World wrestling will be on later in the day, in the evening. You can get to it. It's all right. It's all right. You know, the walking dead will still be walking. It's okay. Right, right, right. Take the time and hang out with your mate. That's the most important thing. So perhaps a perfect uh, recipe for that would be to listen. And at the end, dear, is there some, some way I can help you? Exactly. She responds, honey, I got this. I just needed you to listen to me. I think that makes for a perfect evening. Success. Success, Right right? on. I think tonight is going to be pretty good then. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And and the other thing I would say to men when it comes to that. Yes. um, Quite often men are so physical that when it comes to intimacy, their thing is, hey, listen, I did this. I did that. You know, you should be now ready for lovemaking. No. Lovemaking starts the day before. It starts that morning with a hug, a kiss. I love you. You look great. Bringing home some flowers, helping with the cooking, sitting and listening to whatever is going on with this particular mate of yours. That is what is the precursor, the prelude to the lovemaking, it's spending, men, spend the time, take your uh, time, listen, be kind, <laughs> touch, okay, kiss, doc- those things work. Dr. Jeff has just gotten into our next show, so he has just <laughs> booked Sorry himself about for the that. next show that says no intercourse before lovemaking. That's so right. So he's definitely, you guys, I hope you're all tuned in and you're going to uh, mark your calendars now because <laughs> that will be the very next show. He's mm-hmm. We're so excited about that. That's a great point. While we're on that, what do men need? So we just walked into the door. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, what a woman needs. She wants to download 
but needs to pay attention. He needs some time. Yeah. What else does he need? What else can she give to him? What men, are his needs? men can be, and, and for the men out there, if you're strong enough, if you're strong enough. Like that. Okay. You can listen to what I'm saying with no judgment. Mm-hmm. Judgment-free zone here, okay. right? Yes. Men, you know that we have issues with self-esteem. It's not your fault. It happens. That's the way that we're raised. It's about the bravado. It's about being tough. And you know that inside we truly are sensitive. Sure. We're not all that tough. Sometimes we're just little boys. You know, we, we you know, we regress to that stage where we hurt our knees and we cry and mm-hmm. we need some mm-hmm. comfort. And so, ladies, I would tell you what these men need yes. is they need the reinforcement. Uh-huh. They need yes. to know Um, They need to acknowledge that their men work hard because men need to hear that. They need to hear that they are providers and that they are doing their best and that they are out there in the world hunting for that meat, (laughs) bringing it home and taking care of the family. (laughs) Men need to hear that. Honey, you did a great job today. Honey, you are the man, even you if you man. chuckle after you, you say it. You are the right? man, absolutely. Reinforcing. Yes, yes, yes that, that it is tough out there for men. And and look, let's be honest with this too. I, I think many times men are overlooked because sure. they are part of the status quo. Sure. And men are sensitive. Sometimes I think they're more sensitive than women. Men sure. admit it. <laughs> uh, and therefore, they need to have their ego stroked. Absolutely. They need to be listened to. And certainly, they need to be loved. So we're not so far apart after all. We just need to learn how to how one another think and to effectively communicate around that. Would you say? I, I would agree wholeheartedly. What did they say? Men, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. The important thing is that we inhabit planets and we're inhabiting the Earth together. So we How may be that? from different planets, but we're sharing this planet and therefore we need to connect. And in doing so, we share a lot of our personality factors. Right, it just right. happens. It just happens. And since we have that whole chemistry thing going on, I think we have a snowball's chance, don't you? I, I think so. I Absolutely. Uh, and we do need to feel the chemistry. And the yes. chemistry comes from many different sources and many different okay, okay, ways. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we're going to get into this. And I have a feeling we're going to have to revisit this. So here's what's really interesting, right? So... As we live, as we're living from our lower brain, ninety-eight percent of the time, mm-hmm. there are times when we are looking at her, looking at him, and of course we're attracted, and you know things begin to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, neurochemicals, neurotransmitters start going off. We are oftentimes attracted to people for the wrong reasons, or that end up not being um, such a good. They don't end up. Well, the relationship doesn't mm-hmm. have a good outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When that happens, there is a connection on one level, and it's hard to tear, tear ourselves away from that. What happens when we keep choosing the same person? The person just has a different name. And that is what we call not being in touch with uh, those parts of us that uh, become dependent on Mm. all of the wrong things. And so the reason that we keep going to that same wrong archetype each time is because we're not recognizing where we need to take Mm. responsibility and what may be unhealthy inside of us. When we're unhealthy, we make unhealthy choices. And so they just that just keeps going on and on and on. And my experience as a therapist, as yours, is that when we begin working with individuals around, you know, recognizing what is going on, what some of the dysfunctions are, where did they come from, especially with our parents, then we start making healthier choices and stop blaming the world and being dependent on other people to bring us happiness. If we're dependent on other people to bring us happiness, nine out of 10 times, we're depending on the wrong person because the right person will say, stop depending on me. Let me help you find happiness or let's enjoy it together. I don't have to be the nexus. I don't have to be the person that provides that to you all the time. And besides that, 
It's exhausting. Right, it is. It is. It really is. But when we find love, when we find the one, or and I'm not saying that, that there is one person for another individual for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I think people come into our lives for seasons yes. uh, to help heal old wounds, and they journey on. So, But there are, there are times when love happens, when the chemistry is just right. And love has a tendency to go places and heal ills, heal pains, like no salve could ever do. Yes. I think when we're choosing the right partner, we don't have to talk about those pains. We don't have to talk about what we're willing to do and not willing to do. We will often get people who've been traumatized by all kinds of abuses, whatever those may have been. It could be infidelity. It could mm-hmm. be uh, domestic abuse. How do I ever trust again? I don't think then we have to necessarily lay those themes out as prominently as we will. Well, I'm not, I can't trust you or I'm done with all men. Rather, if we allow ourselves the opportunity to love again, love will come in and begin to heal and seep into those spaces uh, seamlessly I, I, I agree. Uh, and so it certainly is a situation that you don't have to bear your soul with the right person because that right person will introduce another aspect to the relationship. Right. And that aspect is my friend Emmett. Do you know Emmett? Emmett. Tell me about Emmett. Emmett is time spelled backwards. Mm. And so they give you the time yes. and the space and the support and the positive environment to slowly but surely begin to, don't call me surely, Ah. uh, slowly but surely begin to let the vulnerabilities come through and to talk about them in your time in a healing healing and comfortable way. way. In a comfortable way. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys, we're about to uh, go to commercial break. This is so good. Thank you so much for tuning in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and Dr. Jeff. We will be with you to just complete our next uh, final final segment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think we'll pick up with this in just a few minutes. I'll stay with you. Okay, thanks. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. We're having such a great time with Dr. Jeff, and he is just dropping gems all over the place regarding relationships. We're so excited to have him with us today. Given his very busy schedule, I I don't think that we can be more fortunate to have someone with so much experience to share with us today. Thank you. We have two more things we want to cover. Well, before before you go there, let let me say this. Here's the tough thing about dropping these gems. Yes, let me hear it. 
Now I have to follow through <laughs> on my own darn advice. <laughs> well, I think you've done that quite well. You Actually, know, well. I have. If you talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Absolutely. And I think that is important in working with people that if you're disingenuous yes. about the advice or you, you, you know, say as I do, but not as I say or yes. whatever that saying is, yes. uh, do as I say, but not as I do. Uh, then it it just doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. You have to be a role mm-hmm. model uh, as a therapist. And I say that to the medical students we teach here. You know, you can't work with patients and say, well, you have to stop smoking because it's going to you know, really hurt you or cause cancer or put you at risk. And then when the patient walks out the clinic door, they see you around the corner, right. you know, smoking a ciggy. You can't right. do that. Right. You know, right. you have right. to give the advice right. that you actually live yourself. Right, 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 right. I, I tot- I'm totally on your page. I agree with that. Let me ask you this, though. We had two more points we wanted to cover because we want to make sure that our listening audience, both domestically and internationally, walk away enlightened and motivated to change whatever they need to change in their lives. But you bring up an interesting point. People need to have to be on the same sheet of music for something to work. What happens when one partner is on board and wants it to work and the other does not? I think that's where you draw the line in the sand. Okay. And I've said this uh, to my patients many times, uh, especially when it's a situation of where one partner says, okay, things have really gone south here. Let's go to therapy. And the other partner says, I absolutely refuse to have an intervention or to go to therapy uh, to try to work this out. And if you can't do it together, the two of you at home, and therapy is needed to save the relationship, well, like I like to say, they shoot horses, don't they? (laughs) Uh, And so if that person is absolutely refusing, that's the line in the sand. That's the line. Now, that being said, you can also say, well, I'll tell you what, if you don't want to go to therapy to talk about the relationship, would you come to therapy with me to help me mm-hmm. deal with the relationship? And I call that the backdoor yes. uh, entrance into therapy. Or perhaps you can go see, you know, uh, um, a minister or a priest or an imam or a rabbi, sure, sure, anyone sure, sure. that has some sort of training that you can talk to, I think is important. But to just suffer in silence mm-hmm. and that other person says, no, I will not allow an intervention. It has to be my way. Then you could say, well, if it's your way, then for me, it's the, the highway. highway. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's That sounds like a good resolve. Sounds like the only resolve at that point. At that point. But uh, look, I really believe in trying to save your relationship and doing everything you can. Um, I think there are caveats there, domestic violence being one of those things or a child being abused or, you know, some of those situations. Uh, Then absolutely, I say, you know, make like uh, a tree and leave and like mercury and run. And run. Gotcha. Gotcha. One last thing. When we have someone who's leaning into the relationship early on in life from a role-mate perspective, is it possible to change to a soulmate perspective as one matures? I think so, and I think it is uh, actually essential when we look at Maslow's um, uh, hierarchy of needs that we go from a relationship that is functioning first on a physical level, then on an emotional level, then I think it certainly must uh, evolve onto a spiritual level, Mm -hmm. which then allows that person to become more than a friend and a friend is everything. Okay. Um, it's more than a friend, uh, uh, in need is a friend indeed. You know, this is more of now if we get to soulmate status, then spiritually, you know, we are operating on a higher plane, a higher level. And we're working, you know, in the light of the creator together. And that is truly heaven. And that is heaven. We mentioned that in the program last week, that our relationships should mimic our relationship with the divine, importing everything from compassion, love, generosity, giving, forgiveness, 
um, and imbue confidence and allow us fertile soil from which to grow, uh, allow us to thrive even. That's soulmate level stuff. Yes, absolutely. And and I think as part of that, uh, that's why it is important when we when you say that we we operate in the love of the creator. That's why when people make love, you can hear something like, <laughs> yes. "Oh God, oh God, okay, oh God." And I won't put the affect behind you. it, so I we don't you. get thrown off Voice of you. America. <laughs> but I think that is very much symbolic. Sure. As to when you are able to become one sure. in the, the the light of the creator being that soulmate, that you can actually look into your soulmate's eyes sure. and see God. And see God. I was um, That reminds me of an adage that someone shared with me once that the experience of an orgasm. So if you're listening out there, men and women who typically do not experience orgasm. Make it a point to experience orgasm. The adage goes, during orgasm, perhaps, or during that time, is perhaps the closest one will ever get to God before seeing him. That's that's very interesting, that's and a, I will keep that in mind next time. Right, <laughs> next time. Um, and, and, and thankfully there will be a yes, next time. That's absolutely. how important this is. So absolutely. it's important that men pay attention to women's needs, women pay attention to men's needs to make sure that this is happening. Our final, uh, our final gem for the day, is it possible for men and women to learn the definition and manifest in kind what cherish actually means? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely believe uh, they can do that. Uh, and I think too often we're not celebrating or cherishing what it is that we have in a relationship. That's a spiritual thing, too. Absolutely. And this is where we talked about earlier. Financially, one plus one shouldn't make two, should make three. But emotionally and spiritually, sure. the, the two of you together are more than just that one plus one. And I think too often we lose sight of the fact that we should cherish one another and yes. cherish the relationship because that is truly a gift. That's the gift. That's the gift from the divine. That's yes. the gift that we get to be with one another, experience mm-hmm. this 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 divine thing called love, and don't throw romance in. Then we get a little craving for one another. Can't get enough of the goodness. And and I think in many ways when we look at the whole issue of um, the physiology, you know, of the neurotransmitter dopamine, when there is a very positive experience, whether it's the orgasmic part of the lovemaking or just being together and sharing together uh, emotionally and spiritually, that dopamine is released and it says, ooh, that was good. Do that again. Do that again. Yes. And so I think if we really do, I know that if we focus in on the blessings of a relationship, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly the, the good, absolutely, that we will have more of those positive neurotransmitters, those yes. excitatories, yes. that dopamine being released, that norepinephrine that Ooh. gives us the energy, yes. and it keeps us in a state yes. emotionally, physiologically, yes. spiritually, yes. to be in a place yes. that is transcendent uh, and that in many ways keeps us in the heart and in the center of that relationship, and that translates to happiness. And we all deserve yes. to be happy. Yes, we do. Yes, we, we do. We all deserve to be happy. Yes, we do. Whether alone, but certainly in a relationship, because yes. now you have twice that responsibility of being happy. It grows exponentially. There's so many people who are together, and they are not happy. Right. Find right. that happiness. It's not just about the physical, but it's about the connection, yeah. the spiritual the soulful connection. Find the happy place. I think that requires intimacy. It requires going deep. It requires not being afraid. And even even if you are afraid, Mm -hmm. you know, go deep, go deep, go deep, get out of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. and allow yourself. Here's the other thing, Dr. Faith, people don't allow themselves to feel 
the excitement of a relationship. Mm. That is that is scary for them. You know, mm. that they have to commit in a way yes. that takes them to a place of being vulnerable. Yes. And that's what and they're afraid is. and they're afraid of being vulnerable. That's why when people are naked in front of one another, have you noticed after they make love, then they cover up. Yes. Stop covering up. Right. right. Just be with one another. Stay under the covers. Stay how about that? That, exactly. That's a novel idea. <laughs> stay on the, just stand together. <laughs> together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has just been absolutely fantastic, Dr. Jeff. We so appreciate you being with us. And Thank you. Again, given the plethora of your experience, I just want to loop back around to one other thing. You work with families, you work with individuals, you work with couples, and you work with families who are dealing with challenging situations such as autism, uh, we want to let our listeners know exactly how they may be able to access. Oh, sure. Uh, they, they can go to my website, drjeffgardere.com, D-R, no period, D-R-J-E-F-F-G-A-R-D-E-R-E.com, yes. or just go on to Google. You'll find me. I'm all over the place. Uh-huh. Uh, send me a request and you know I can send out the book. No problem at all. Fantastic. Well, will you come back? Yes, will I will. Come back? Yes, I will. We want to do a series with Dr. Do Jeff. I have a choice? Uh, I don't think so. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to find your assistant and see if we can hijack your calendar because there's so much to uh, to talk about, so yes. much more to discuss. We yes. want to advance this conversation into other areas, um, and I think you're just the person to do that. Well, thank you, and and and, and a special thank you to my assistant, Ms. Yes. Laura Garland, who, by the way, is uh, not only a great um, communicator, educator, yes. works here at uh, Turo College of Osteopathic Medicine, but she is an amazing singer. So, folks. Amazing. You oh. make sure you check her out. She's got some stuff out there. She's great. Play her music I gotcha. when you're when you're intimate with your partner, uh, and I guarantee you, you'll find that soul. We just may have to have her on. That's yes. good stuff, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to have Dr. Jeff back. You've been listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith, and we hope that you take a little time today to do just that. We love you guys. Join us again here next Tuesday. And And um, hopefully we'll have more gems for you. Go out and enjoy the day. We love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Faith Brown hopes to speak to you again next week. And remember to always make time to laugh and love. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.